Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K-Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We're the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a podcast where we discuss trending topics, current news, with our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. Like always, you could check us out at audioapesmusic.com. That's our roadmap to everything that you need us, our music, our podcast, our videos, everything, audioapesmusic.com. It's really awesome. It's really great. Tell all your friends about it, audioapesmusic.com. And like always, you can follow us on Twitter, Hanging With Apes, Audio Apes. Audio Apes is the music. Hanging With Apes is the podcast. Shit is too decent. Do it now. Do it now, please. Um, yeah, why haven't you done it yet? Pause this and then come back and then... Listen to this great ass episode that we have in store for you. Let's give them uh, twenty seconds of silence so they can go ahead and do what they. No, nah, they could just pause it. It's cool. Yeah, We're in, it's two thousand seventeen. We don't need you. Don't need us to give you twenty seconds of silence. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, subscribe. If you're listening, subscribe now. Absolutely. iTunes. I, I, we're actually now on Stitcher. So, Stitcher. Yeah. Even though we got to work out some kinks with Stitcher because. Yeah. Uh, it didn't upload our last episode. Did you? Upload oh, now it? it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I guess it was just loading it up. So um, that's not I don't like that. Yeah. They should they should be out the day of Stitcher. We Get have your shit some, together. We have some real issues. We have some real issues <laughs> and we need to we need to um get at you. I mean, don't make us drop a diss track, Stitcher. Yep. Like like Sheether Part Two. Stitcher. Which which is incredibly insane that Sheether is like the best diss track in I don't know how long. Because oh my god, when I heard that, I, mean, I was like, "Wait, wait a minute, are we?" Uh... So did we did we leave it to to <laughs> women to like bring rap back? I mean, yeah, you know dude. how like there's some feminists out there that wear that shirt that says uh, "The future is female." Yeah, is well, that is that in reference to rap? Like <laughs> that that this that this song did feminist a service. That's that's for goddamn sure. Man, she went hard, and you know what's sad. Nicki Minaj hasn't said shit. And how long has it been? It's been over a week now. It's been over a week. She hasn't said anything. And what's so funny about Nicki Minaj is she has the nerve to go to like that, you know, fucking France fashion, whatever fashion week. But, and and with her titty out. And like, so you're garnering attention like that, but... You don't want to garner attention by responding to like yeah. an epic as this. Yeah, acting like it didn't happen, and then and then switching up, and then taking Lil Kim's style. <laughs> like, right, and get then, out of here. And then saying that it was <laughs> it was uh, influenced and and inspired by Picasso, and maybe it was like we don't know what her mindset it is. It quite possibly could have been inspired by Picasso. But we talk but, about this rap shit, right? Where's this this track back? But she should be aware enough to know that everybody is gonna think that it was inspired by Lil Kim and that yeah. she bit. She bit the the swag. Yeah, exactly. And not to mention, like, you know, come on. This is hip-hop. This is rap. We do rap. I, I mean, go listen to us. Pause this. Go listen to us first. Absolutely. And then come back at us. No, but, like, growing up, you know, that that's what you did. If there was a diss track against you. I remember when uh when Nas dissed, uh, well, I mean, they had been beefing for a while, but Nas dissed uh, Jay. Jay went that night. I mean, the shit didn't even sound mixed and mastered. We actually went over that diss track because we were talking about how, how um, you know, like who who won between Nas and Jay Z, and you know what was what. But and and I, and I will admit, after Ether, 
Um, what was the song? What was the diss song we were talking about that, that Jay-Z did that Super night? Super Ugly. Super Ugly. Obviously, Ether is better than Super Ugly. Um, and, but the thing is, is Jay-Z literally went that night. He was like, oh, hell no. Okay, right. cool. Like, that's that's the part of competition. And it's it's not about losing or winning because one thing I can't say about, about Meek Mill, even though I think he's whack, is um, I can't say that you know he didn't diss Drake back. You know what I mean? And I can't say that he's a coward, and I can't say that he ain't even on some hip hop shit. Because at the end of the day, whack or not, he responded, and 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 they handled it how how you know hip hop artists should handle it. How when we grew up, when 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 uh, Ja Rule and Fifty Cent were dissing, or Jay Z and Nas, or M and Benzino and M against you know all the Ja Rule's people, like that's that's how it was. So like, hey, you want to shoot? All right, we're gonna shoot back. So to me, that was part of the culture of, of rap and hip hop. And in today's world, like, come on, you call yourself the king and queen of rap or hip hop, and you ain't even, you ain't even, um, you know, you're not even responding. Yeah, you don't, you don't respond. You know, everyone's buddy buddy, and that's the thing that's wrong with, with hip hop. You know, like I'm not saying you're supposed to hate on people, or I'm not saying you're supposed to, you know, um, uh, diss people because you don't like them or none of that. I'm just saying when it comes to this competition, shit, shit, shit should be, you know, hey, let, let's get this. Heat. That that one thing that I was happy about when when uh, Kendrick took out the what was the the song where he featured on uh, Control, Control, the Control verse, and everyone was like, they felt like you know, oh, I, I gotta respond. Like that was that was good. Like I like that. I don't feel particularly that Kendrick dissed anybody. It was more like on, on the competitive nature of things. But the fact that people like Lupe. Um, Joe Buttons, all these people were were uh, responding. I was like, okay, this is this is the hip hop I grew up listening to. So Nikki, we're waiting. Do it now. Uh, another thing that was interesting about this whole uh, Sheether diss was that it made Complex's top fifteen diss tracks ever, which I was like very surprised by that. Yeah. Because uh, I was looking on Snapchat and I remember I had texted you guys about it and told you yeah. guys to look into it. Which, by the way, they they take out the thing on Complex and it, like, it took us like, we didn't even find the article. No, we what still haven't hell? found it. I mean, yeah. we have like a variation of it that we pulled up online, but this wasn't the one that they had posted on Snapchat because number 15 was a, a, a Gucci song that he had yeah. uh, dropped towards uh, Jeezy. Yeah, but it seems like from fourteen on, it's it's pretty yeah. accurate. With Sheether being number fourteen, yeah. So Sheether, how do you feel about that? I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess it's been so long since uh, there's been like some good rap diss tracks. Yeah, that I mean, it does deserve the somewhat of the credit that it's getting. I mean, to be number fourteen ever. Do you feel that Complex is kind of playing devil's advocate here? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Because I think, I think actually, they they line themselves up for quite a bit of criticism. Because number one, which I mean, we could go over the list, but number one was very striking. Was uh, I was shocked. Jay Z's takeover. Like I, do you feel that that's number I one? I mean, like nobody. Like I know we've said that for a while. That like that was an amazing diss track. But um, I've never heard anybody aside from our group of friends, and really not even all of our friends, is mostly me, you, and Donnell yeah. that like agree that Takeover was a monumental diss track. Yeah. But for the most part, everybody's always ether, 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 ether. And let the record show here now that we're saying this, 
and we've said this since we were in high school, Jay-Z versus Nas, Jay-Z won. Yeah, Jay-Z, Jay-Z won that beat. I don't care how good Ether was. Ether was not takeover. And I was actually pleased that. I takeover mean, and, was and won. like no matter like what like how how good you you spit gimmicks and rhymes, facts will always destroy that. Like if yeah. you're somebody spitting the truth, you know what I'm saying? It it's always it's always gonna like outweigh outweigh the the yeah. gimmicks. Man, I remember the conversations we were having in high school and I remember you brought up the best point, which was the best um the best diss on Ether was uh, an opinion, an opinion, of course, that a lot of people feel, but an opinion nonetheless, which was Eminem killed you on your own shit. Right. That's an opinion. It is. I mean, some people, some people, uh, and I've actually heard some people say, hey, I like Jay-Z's part better, and you can't... Yeah, Neil actually told me that he liked Jay-Z's part better on mm-hmm. Renegade than he did Eminem's. So it is it is very much an opinion. One thing that I will say that I noticed about this... Uh, top 15 list which we'll go over it right now for everybody who uh can't look it up because we had a hard time ourselves looking it up was and i and i felt it should be in the top 15 was uh 50 cents so disrespectful off of oh yeah off before i self-destruct granted that album that album wasn't great it wasn't a great album it had the potential to be great yeah and it had some great tracks on it. it 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 was almost like half of that album was 100% totally classic, but the other half of the album was, like, was 100% yeah. totally garbage. So it made for like a mediocre album. Do you, do you, do you think but, about me? But uh, but yeah, but that, So Disrespectful, was a monumental diss track. And also, Piggy Bank was a pretty great diss track too. Yeah. So And neither one of those were in the top 15. But uh, this is what Complex has for the top 15. They have... Uh, Let's see. Uh, BDP, South Bronx. I'm not even all that familiar with that song. No. Uh, Remy Ma, Sheether. Yeah, at 14. Somebody got bodied. Uh, <laughs> Tupac, Against All Odds. That shit is great. I love that song. Yeah. Um, Eminem, The Sauce Slash Nail in the Coffin. That shit is pretty epic. Shit is majestic. 50 Cent, Back Down. Fucking classic. Yeah. LL Cool J, to the break of dawn. To the break of dawn. Uh, Common, the bitch in you. Cannabis, second round knockout. Drake, back to back. Number seven. That's number seven. I don't even think that should make the top ten. To be honest, I don't personally think so. But you know something that that uh, I just found out, and I found shocking, especially with with songs like, um, you know, take over ether, hit them up. Um, Drake's back to back is the first rap disc to be nominated for a Grammy. It got nominated for a Grammy. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> so I'm like, what? The... So based off of that, you get some leeway. I don't think it's top ten leeway. I t- if me, if anything, that shows the Grammys don't know what the fuck is going on. That's not a <laughs> Grammy worthy song. No, it's not. But I mean, it's still kind of you still get points, I guess, for the fact that you did. But um, that diss song to me is watered down, very uh, like very much compared so. to 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 other diss songs. Uh, Dr. Dre, Snoop Doggy Dog, fucking with Dre Day. That uh, was dope. Number five, Ice Cube, No Vaseline. That's classic. Yeah. Um, BDP, The Bridge Is Over. Nas, Ether, number three. So we're in the top three. 
Tupac, hit him up. Absolutely. And number one is Jay-Z's takeover, like we explained earlier. Top three. Yeah. Do, I, what do you yeah. think? Uh, hmm. Yeah, I mean. Hit him up. I know that's a top three. And yeah. takeover, I know, is a top three. Yeah, you know what? I, I could live with this top three. Yeah. I could live with it. Um, e- Ether at three. Yeah, I would say it's a top five for me. But um, most people would probably put that as a number one. Yeah, yeah. I, I could definitely live with uh, the top three. D- did Biggie ever have a, a diss song? You know what? Biggie never dissed, like, blatantly. Yeah. It was because, you know, you got the What's Beef, the Who Shot Ya. But those but it, were, like, those, subliminals. Yeah, those weren't blatant diss tracks. So I don't even know if they would... If one could categorize them as as a as a diss track, yeah, because um, as I was looking at the comments, I obviously wanted to know what other you know hip hop heads had to say about it. They had a problem with Biggie not being there, but I was like, and I started thinking, I was like, who shot you? Um, and what's beef? That's not really a diss song. Definitely debatable. Just like uh, um, one song that in my natural state I got upset that it wasn't there. But then I realized it was kind of a subliminal, debatable diss track was a Lupe Fiasco's SLR 2. Oh, yeah. That's an awesome song, but like no names really get dropped. No. And, you know what I'm saying? So it, it definitely is debatable whether or not that should uh, be on this list. But yeah, but that, that shit was, was awesome. That Lupe, he's dope. Listen to that one. What you, uh, what'd you think of the Oscars? I know, I know. It's a, um, yeah. It, it passed so, a while ago, so but, we, had, but no. <laughs> we haven't, uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about it. Um, damn, that ending. <laughs> I was watching that shit, and I knew something was wrong because I was watching it. I was, um, I saw that La La Land one, and then I saw this a lot of movement in the background. I was like, wait a minute. And then, and then, and then I thought it was like a terrorist attack. Yeah, I thought something like like terrorist shit was going on. I thought like I was like security or something. Yeah, yeah and I was like, wait, 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 a minute. look, look how they're moving, and you just see everybody like all concerned. And then all of a sudden, the guy's giving a speech. He's like, by the way, we didn't win. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh shit. do you think that was? Do you think? Uh, which, by the way, the winner. If you already don't know, where the fuck have you been? Have you been under a rock? Is Moonlight? Right. Um. Totally undeserving of Best Picture, I yeah. might add. Like, I've seen it. And I, I actually seen a good number of uh, the movies that were nominated. Um, I was able to see Fences before before the Oscars. I saw Arrival. Saw Hacksaw Ridge. I saw Moonlight. La La Land or no? No, I didn't get a chance to see La La Land. I kind of fell off this year, man. But, the only uh, one that I saw was Hacksaw Ridge. But Moonlight was not deserving to win Best Picture. Like, no? I say that openly and honestly, and uh, I I really do feel like that was the Oscars forcing, you think quote this unquote was, diversity. Was this the backlash off of the Oscars so white? Is, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they they were forcing diversity, and uh, I mean it is it, it wasn't a bad movie by any means. Like Moonlight, it's it's definitely worth a watch. But uh, it wasn't it wasn't great. Of a five star rating scale, what do, what do you give it? 
a, a three or a four because the third act dwindles so badly. Yeah. Yeah. It. It. And and I we've gone over this in a previous podcast. I know we talked about it uh, briefly. Oh yeah, you did. But uh, but yeah, the third act suffers, and so I mean that in itself uh, takes away. Like, and I said it before, like from a technical aspect, it's a good movie, but otherwise, otherwise, and 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 the story. There's depth to the story, but not not a not as great as Hacksaw Ridge. Definitely, I I feel like all in all, Hacksaw Ridge definitely deserved to to be the best picture. How would you feel about the guy um the guy that played in, in the movie? I forget his name, um as I haven't seen him in much work, but uh the guy who won uh supporting actor. He was good. He was very good in the movie. You think uh, he was deserving. I was actually words? I was actually like very compelled by his character. Yeah. In uh. In that, and so no, I I don't have any any gripes with him winning best supporting actor. I just don't think that Moonlight was was worthy of being the best picture. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, I felt I I felt uh good. Jimmy Kimmel did a good job. I felt I felt he was funny. He wasn't overly political. Obviously, he he you know he uh he was trolling Trump, but but it was funny. So I mean, if if you're funny with it, and you're not overly, you know, over the top. I know that one Iranian guy, director that won. Uh, uh, I forgot what the movie was that won. Um, he was uh, protesting the the Oscars. That's why he didn't he didn't come. I did expect it to be way more political than it was, which was a little refreshing because um, I'm tired of the whole everyone politicizing everything. Yeah. Katy Perry coming out with songs, so that was good, um, and I thought. Uh, again, Jimmy Kimmel did a, a a pretty good job hosting it, <laughs> and then he tweeted Trump. He's like, "Hey, you up?" I don't know if you saw that part. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I mean, that's one thing about um, well, you know how we get along as with with each other and with with our friends. You know, we're pretty we get along pretty rough. So stuff like that, you know, I I, I don't really take it like to the heart how some people would. Um, I know some people would be like, "Oh hell no, he's talking shit," or he's. I, I felt it was. Cool. Yeah, it is what it is. Like, yeah. and plus, he's a host. Like, he's there to make fun of people and get at people. That's what he does. Fucking getting at Matt Damon. I don't know what the whole story with him and Matt Damon is, but I, I've watched. Yeah, it's always something with them. Yeah, like, like because uh, even in in uh, the Jimmy Kimmel live show, like he always mentions Matt Damon, but like at a bad light. But you could kind of tell that they're friends. But I wonder what the whole backstory is behind that. I find it interesting because he's like. <laughs> They were showing there. There was like um, throughout the whole Oscars, there was like little commercials that, that showed like a, an actor saying what film, and what actor like made him like acting and you know like yeah, that they that... remembered. And then Jimmy Kimmel had like Matt Damon like some shitty ass movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious, and like Matt Damon was like laughing, but it's like I don't know what the backstory to that is. Yeah, so me gonna... neither. But I I have uh, caught wind of that, like on the Jimmy Kimmel show and stuff. That the, he's always getting at him. <laughs> Big. Have you seen uh, Logan yet? No, no, no. I saw it opening night. Worthy. They're, yeah, worthy. Definitely worthy. Uh, nice clothes for for Wolverine. Um, what do you give it? It's gonna sound kind of harsh, but. I mean it in the best possible way. I'd give it a three. Okay. Um, but I, like, imagine the best possible three star 
uh, so like rating. Three, maybe it could be a four. Right. And, and and what held it from being a four was that there's nothing in the movie plot wise for the most part that we haven't seen before. So there there there's a scientist involved and the scientist wants to kill off the mutants. Like we've seen um, all of this before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So in that regard, in that regard, it was sort of trite. Um it now, like the performances were like yeah, the performances were 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 stellar. Hugh Jackman's performance as Wolverine was out of the park. Patrick Stewart, Professor X, out of the park, and the little girl, um, X twenty three, out of the park. Like they, all three of them, fucking held it down. The villain was pretty decent. There wasn't a whole lot of depth to him. Yeah. Well, there was there was really two antagonists. There was the 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 scientist, who he was, I guess you would say, the main antagonist. But the more uh, 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 battlefield antagonist, he was pretty good too. Not yeah. a lot of depth to him though, and nor a lot of depth to the the scientist. So in that regard, in that regard, uh, I wish there would have been a little bit more. And that's the one thing that I feel like uh, Fox needs to do a little bit better with their villains because they made that same mistake in Deadpool, which Deadpool I also gave a three-star rating, was there wasn't any depth to his villain. Yeah. So I I would like to see, like, better and, and, you know, deeper villains with their movies. Um, Obviously, with the X-Men, I don't know, like, how things are going to play out now that, that, you know, that was the last Wolverine movie. You know that's been publicly stated that that was Hugh Jackman's last Wolverine and whatnot. So I don't know where things are gonna go from here. But whatever they do decide to do, they do need to give a little bit more depth to their villains because everything changed with the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight made it where like you can't slack anymore with comic book movies. There's no yeah. more just getting away with stuff. You the the villain has to almost have. As much, if not more, attention than the than the protagonist because of I mean, look at Heath Ledger's Joker. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's not a it's not a game anymore. And and I feel like in to some regard, a lot of comic book movies are doing that. But then there's still a lot that are are falling short in that area. The, the last uh, X Men movie, well, not the Wolverine one. Um, it was the the one where. Apocalypse, wasn't it? I I felt it was lacking a little bit. Yeah, definitely. The, Def- like the, the bad, like I mean, come on, it's Apocalypse. That's, yeah, that's all you have to say. And I felt that they didn't do him justice. Um, it was a good movie and it had its moments. I felt the the like the the noteworthy moments in in that movie were better than than his predecessor, but but um but still it felt like it was lacking. I don't know what uh what it was. I guess it was just like the ending was just kind of bland. There was not like much thought to it, and um, the like again the same problem with the bad guys. Uh, it was just kind of like oh yeah we're bad. The what was it the the four or the the horsemen? Yeah. Like it was just like oh all right they're just bad people. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I mean Bane. Let's put it this way in, in the trilogy. Uh, Bane was was not even like the main bad guy and he was like fucking compelling 
and then you find out in the you know in the twist and i don't even give a fuck about spoilers that movie's so old but like the the grace period has passed yeah hell yeah by the way you're an asshole man this guy harassed me um i know last episode <laughs> during this uh we were talking about the cincinnati trip i hadn't watched split yet and this guy was like just just like telling me he was gonna let me know what the ending was i'm gonna spoil it the grace period i was like dude it's been a month it's been a month and he kept trying to blackmail me i was <laughs> that I, was, was I, was terrible. I was trying to extort him yep and, was. and it wasn't cool <laughs> but i mean but we have to set and 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 stick to a grace period what and do you think i don't definitely, know definitely at least a month shit <laughs> i think a few days <laughs> god damn <laughs> And it's like every, every, he's like, oh, <laughs> he was just telling me like all these impossible shit. Like, oh yeah, well you better go do that or I'm going to let you, oh, all right, fuck it. Stop the car. <laughs> this is the ending. Like, I, like, like he was ready to like get out and walk on the highway back to Chicago. <laughs> just, just so I wouldn't, I wouldn't spoil it for him. But by the and way. And I would have been okay with that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> You're <a bitch> <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> because I mean, the grace period passed. And out of the mercy and kindness of my heart, I didn't spoil it. And he was able to see Split, which was yeah. amazing, right? Yep. That was that was good. I was not expecting that. Now, it? if Neil hasn't seen it yet, I'm fucking letting loose. Because <laughs> you saw it already, so we're good. Hell yeah. But, uh... That bastard. But, 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 uh, that, that was... M. Night Shyamalan was falling, like, it was like free fall. And then he was like, I guess I don't know what what compelled him to make Split, because that shit that puts him on top again. Yeah, that was awesome. And I can't wait to the next one. I'm not gonna say too much because the ending is so great. Yeah, you don't wanna. Yeah, I don't. You wanna, don't wanna spoil it for the I audience. Don't spoil it. Now for Neil, you could definitely spoil it when we see him. Yeah, big baby, big baby. So everybody, like, we're just gonna get your ass earmuffs right now because we're gonna spoil it for Neil. Nah, no, muff it. No, but uh, by the way, Big Baby or Neil, he uh, he's one he he's one of the members of uh, Foul but Funny. We used to do this uh, comedy sketch stuff. Uh, you know, we used to do these little videos and stuff. So if you want to check them out, foulbutfunny.com. We do everything now, but we haven't done it for a while. We're in a little hiatus, but uh, yeah, that way you could get acquainted with Neil and 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 put the face to the man. Who's gonna get extorted for yeah, split? Exactly. Absolutely. Fabafunny.com. Uh you can check it out on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Fabafunny. Shit. Since since we're letting them know, you know, a couple of the things we do, the latest single, Mikasa, is on iTunes finally. I know we, we let you guys know last podcast, but you know, too much is, you know, fuck it. Just go go now. Pause it. Go to iTunes, Mikasa, Audio Apes, and uh enjoy. Do it now. Absolutely. Um, did you hear about this uh, Chance the Rapper donated a million dollars to Chicago Public Schools? No, I did not. What? Uh, why? <laughs> well, apparently he met with Governor Rauner. Yeah. Recently. And like, I guess there's like a hold on like $250 million that are supposed to go to Chicago Public Schools. And, you know, Illinois is broke as fuck. <laughs> and we're we're all fucked up, and so he's pretty much like saying, "Well, look at I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Why don't you put other people's money and tax people's money, taxpayers' <laughs> money where 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 my mouth is? Because the Chicago public schools need more need more money. I don't know that they do. I think that needs to get reformed. To be honest, 
Oh um, man, I think yeah. the Chicago public schools is fucking a disgrace to school systems. Being a product of it, like yeah, being yeah. like, like it's not like it's say. not like speaking from a perspective where we don't know anything about it. Like that, the Chicago public school system is fucking horrible. We're well acquainted, baby. No, but yeah, we're product of uh, public schools. Like no level of success in my life school. do I attribute to the Chicago public no, schools. No, hell no. Like none of it whatsoever. Like they did nothing for me. No. They pretty much like babysat me. Yeah, yeah. And that's bad. And that's bad. And I remember when, uh, Mi- uh not me, Romney, what the? Um, shit, now I can't even think of Our mayor is so shitty. I don't even remember his name, Rahm Emanuel. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Rahm Emanuel, I remember he was, he, uh, he was kind of going at it with um, the the school unions, the public school unions, and uh, and I remember one of the clauses was uh, well, if you even if you want to call it that, going at it because he, he caved in so fast, I don't even know that you know he even cared, but um, one of the clauses was like you know it was performance based, so they wanted to put like where if you're a teacher that 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 your students are are performing better, you get you know there's incentives, and I thought that was good. I think that's what's wrong with with these uh, like school teachers. They're unionized and like, trust me. I mean, again, being a product of it, I, I went from having really great teachers to like the shittiest teachers, and like, there's really no incentive to be good. So no. they were being good off of just merit, I guess. And it's it's kind of sad because I feel that if you do put incentives for for teachers who are doing their job and who are trying, and and and, and you're seeing the results, um, that that's good. That's good. And, and at the end of the day, the, the people that benefit from that are the kids, which is right. the most important thing. That's, that's what it's all that's about. That's what school is about. We're so terrible when it comes to the school system. I mean, we're, we're always amongst the, 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 the worst. And I mean, come on. You need reform. You need reform because like for years now, we've been terrible. I mean, our ACT scores, just everything. Are, are, and not just, not just in the sense of teachers, but also in the sense of curriculum. Like mm-hmm. there's so much shit that they get taught. Old that, fashioned. That's like, why? Yeah. Why? What the fuck? And and putting the attention to things that don't even matter. I don't know if I've mentioned this in in previous podcasts, but fuck it, I'm gonna mention it again. I remember seeing this. Um, it was about, I want I want to say about two months ago. I was uh, watching Channel Nine News. Don't ask me why, but I was, and they had this. Um, they had this this. Uh, what was it? A teacher from from the south side of Chicago. I don't know. I don't know exactly what school. I know. I know, I know for a fact it was in Englewood, and it was like a bit on uh, how how awesome of a teacher he was, and and the reason why they were going over how awesome of a teacher he was was because he 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 had a a shakeup with every student. It was a different shakeup, and I was like, you know, the whole the whole time I was seeing so that he's like, yeah, what? he's like, yeah. I got the idea from, you know, the Cavaliers, you know, the Cavaliers, they, I noticed that they all have a, a certain, uh, LeBron has a certain shakeup with, you know, Kevin Love and Car- And like the whole time I was thinking like, what does this have to do with school? Like, at no point did that like bit say anything about what their scores were or anything. He was just an awesome teacher because he fist bumps with kids. And that's what's wrong. That's what's wrong with America's school system. The public school system, that's the shit that, 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 that you get awards for. And, and, and if you don't believe that, Google it. Google the teachers that, that get these awards or the teacher of the year. It's always some stuff about being accepted uh, or, or you know, switching up, making it cooler to be. In sc- that doesn't matter. At the end of the day, all, this, all these uh, cool and trendy things, 
th- those things don't matter at the end of the, at, the, at the end of the day it's what what the results are you know what i'm saying absolutely and um and that's what's bad and of course it needs reform and instead of giving your money to something like that maybe you should give money to uh to switching shit up i don't know i don't know i i, I just don't think it was a a, go- a good idea on his end i mean maybe he's passionate about it but when you're passionate about something maybe you should do research on it and see why it's not working instead of just you know throwing money out there that's my perspective at least on it and again that's from us experiencing it and knowing what's wrong uh, one one thing that i hated too was there was never a sense of leadership like throughout the whole time from grammar school to, to high school i never felt that they wanted to show me a way to to succeed in life like like the whole reason for me to go to, to no. college was oh you know you'll that, be away from your parents because everybody like, else is doing it. yeah yeah it's all it's all pretty much a systematic program that you should continue to be a part of but and, why and that's what they perpetuate but they don't explain why or explain how this is going to benefit you because yeah. in all honesty everybody that i that i've seen in my own personal life that has gone along with that route and that system that system has actually hindered them yeah. from growing yep. than 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 actually like perpetuating success or or anything beneficial in their life now what do you think it is that cuz there is a difference between americans um of every you know race color and, and creed but Americans, nonetheless, that they don't, they do worse off than than students from from other countries who come to 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 get you know bachelors and PhDs and they outperform them. What do you think it is? Well, I think it's a mixture of things. I mean, for one, like it, as you early on, early on, obviously, like it's it's a bunch of laziness like in, and i'm talking about in in elementary school and high school there's a lot of lazy teachers and and we're talking in the chicago public school system yeah. a lot of lazy teachers just a lot of bad environments cuz there's a lot of kids there that are just sent to school so they're not at home yeah so you got you got that and like all of those things are distractions Ultimately, mm-hmm. you got young chicks getting pregnant and fucking drama, <coughs> and people are more more into the drama and their Facebook shit than they are into like learning anything. Once you get to the 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 collegiate and university level, it's so politicized, so that becomes a distraction. And I feel like in in the collegiate and university level, it's it's a lot, it's way worse because elementary, high school. It's not as politicized. Obviously, there is like some level of indoctrination going on, but for the most part, in schools across the nation, like you're getting these kids are getting taught pretty much like the same stuff. When you get to the university and collegiate level, like these are teachers that used to be hippies, so like they're not not only not teaching anything factual, like they're just like really like perpetuating an agenda. And, yeah. and I mean, we've seen it, we've experienced that like yeah, when we yeah. were in college and I've experienced that with, with other people that I've talked to that are in college and like things that they've said that they've learned that I know for a fact not to be true. And, and I, I dispel like the things that they've been taught and then they don't know how to handle it because 
the only thing that they've ever that they've ever been able to grasp in terms of of new knowledge is what a, a teacher feeds to them yeah. instead of like going out there and seeking knowledge for themselves. Yeah. So I feel like all of these things provide like all kind of distractions, whereas like people from other countries, they're kind of here with like a set goal in mind. Yeah. Like, so it's like, okay, well, I'm here for this reason. So regardless of whatever like bullshit is thrown in the mix, I'm, I still got to finish this because I got to get to where I'm going and I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's what I'm here for. And it's kind of it's kind of like the same thing in terms of, of business. Like when people come from another country and like they get in in grind mode and and they're working hard starting a business or whatever. That's pretty much what their life is like revolved around. They're not thinking about buying a new car or buying some mics or you know what what's you know the new clothes coming out or whatever. But then you got other people that have been here their whole life, raised here, educated here, and all of that. And like they're they're concerned with all this filler shit. Like, oh, I gotta get these new J's. They come out next week. All oh, this, all oh, that, and like they're focused on all these yeah. other things, and rather than you know building themselves up to be successful. Yeah, and one thing that you mentioning, you know, when they come from from other countries, they're kind of ready. They have a set goal. I feel that we are spoiled as a country. Um, absolutely and, and it was crazy a, a statistic that I saw that like it, this shit blew my mind because I I didn't know that and when I read it I was like wait a minute what was um it was an article from uh, Thomas Sowell. he was he was mentioning how uh, a, a person on welfare here in America um, is pretty much a, a upper middle class person in Mexico. Like definitely, I def I could definitely see that. And, and that, that, like when when I saw that, like my head almost exploded because I was like, "Wow, that that's that's crazy." I never even thought of that. I mean, I know our dollar goes farther. I didn't know it went that far. And and and, and to me, that that's kind of like what happens too. Like when when you see this in, on a family level, when you have a kid that has everything and you don't teach them, like, "Hey, you're lucky you're here, and you should be like just going for the for the gusto." Because I mean, you have everything. You have everything, and 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 people that come from like third world countries and countries that aren't you know as developed, they come here knowing that, and they come here and, and they get it. Yeah, and also to to coincide with what the point you just made. Look at the protests that happened like after Trump won. Look that I mean that's a clear cut definition of being spoiled. Like listen, this is democracy. He won. Give it four years. And in four years, you'll have your chance to get him out of office. That's how it works. Like yeah. when Obama won uh, the first four years and then the second four years, people weren't out there protesting. I mean, there were like small groups of pro like the Tea Party or whatever, but like nothing compared to like the amount of protesters that there are now, you know, opposing Trump. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Just, I mean, this this is how it works. You knew this, right? Like, yeah, or you didn't yeah. know that, or or they're not even teaching that in school anymore. Yeah. He's not. Yeah, he's not here to stay. I mean, if if you really do hate him with a passion, just know that in four years, get your ass out there and vote, because a lot of those people that were protesting didn't even vote. Right, and, and I thought that was like monumental when he said that about the women's march. He's like, where were they on election day? Like, if there's so many of them out there protesting me now, like. It's hard to believe that all of them voted. Yeah, statistically speaking, yeah, because I mean, 
like the 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 Latino, the black, and the women vote uh, did not reflect what I thought I was gonna see from the Latino, female, and and black vote. I was very shocked that that he actually went up on on all those numbers uh, than Mitt Romney. I was I was just shocked. I, I was shocked. I was shocked with the Latino vote. That one shocked me the most. The black vote and the women vote, I wasn't shocked that much because I said this before previously. I know a lot of women that don't fuck with Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And like like a lot, like a lot. And like these are not like women that are like bums at home. These are like hardworking, smart women that don't fuck with Hillary Clinton. Like, you know what I'm saying? Respectable women, women that I respect. So... I, I, I could definitely see that. Now, yeah. obviously, what I did know also was that it's not a very popular thing as a woman to say you don't like Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So I think there was a lot of them that were not being vocal about who they really supported yeah. in the election. But there were a whole lot of women that I came across that... That's you, what lost them the election. You know was, what I'm saying? Yeah. In, maybe in private, they'd be willing to express that. But in public, they would not express it. So... You know, while women, you know, in their workplaces might have been having, you know, talks about politics, yeah. there, there, there were probably quite a few in a group that were secretly like Trump supporters. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people, and this is literally how they tell me. I was like, you know, like we'll be, you know, talking politics and they'll be like, you know, I voted for Trump. And, and th- that, <laughs> exactly, in that tone, they were like, I voted for Trump. It's not so much that I like him so much. It's just, come on, Hillary? I was like, they're like, I mean, I'll deal with Trump. I was like, I'm not, I was not going to vote for Hillary. But like they, they talk, they're almost ashamed that they voted for Trump. But it was that bad. Like with both of them, it's let's like be if, honest. if you're, they're fucking like giving you the directions to the Underground Railroad or yeah. some shit. Yeah, only like, what? You got drugs on you? Why are you whispering? It's like, well, but yeah, they're always, they're, that's, they're, that's exactly how they tell me. And it's like a, a recurring theme with me. Like when people say they voted for Trump, that's how they tell me. They don't, it's like they don't want to be heard. No, they don't. It's like, I voted for Trump. Please don't fucking tell on me. It's like, don't tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell her. She'll divorce me. She'll fucking divorce <laughs> me. No, but yeah, it, it's crazy. But I feel that that's what it was. It was, uh, both of them were extremely unpopular, but people were just not willing to deal with Hillary. Um, and and I feel that if it now I do feel it would have been different if Obama was 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 because Obama does have the charisma that Hillary has always lacked. Yeah, but but if, from a fundamental standpoint, Hillary was pretty much running as a third term Obama. That's true. Like I mean, she wasn't like bringing anything different to the table. In fact, all she was gonna do was double down on every fucking crazy ass thing that he did. Yeah. Now, now the thing with him, I don't know what it. I, well, I I do know what it is. It's his charisma, because like if you've noticed, everything he's always lost. The only the only times that he's never lost when it's him selling himself, like when it was up to like oh hey, Congress, Senate, people were like uh uh-uh. uh, fuck you, we're gonna go Republican, but it was with him, and I will give him that. Like he was like just cool. Like he had that cool factor with him, so it would have been. It would have been much different because Hillary always, uh, which I did fuck with when SNL was making fun of her, she's always been very robotic. Definitely. Uh, Marco Rubio's like that too, just a robotic. Uh, I don't like I don't like people when 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 they're not like being real. And one thing with Obama is he was real good. He he could just light the room up. You know, you could tell he was chill, just like Trump. 
you can say anything you want about Trump. He's charismatic. He has his charisma. A lot of people be like, what? But but for real, like when he, you know, he'll talk, he'll be pretty blunt. You know, that's one thing about blunt people I've always noticed is they're just like, since they're so blunt, you could just tell that it's coming from the heart. That's how they feel. Definitely. Now, today, Obamacare replacement. What do you think? Uh, I I'm not I'm not caught up on that. What what's going on with that? Well, they 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 already like presented the bill. They kept some stuff, and then you know obviously the whole. I think they took away because because there was okay, so there was good stuff with Obamacare. I felt which was like if if um if you're uh, the child up to twenty six, you get covered. I thought that was good. The pre existing situation, I thought that was good too. Um, I don't really agree with the whole uh. Or not that I don't agree because they haven't really said what they're going to do with Medicaid. But, like, that needs to get reformed. But that's what they're going to try and expand for now. For people, like, for low-income families and stuff like that. So, like, the rough draft looked good because uh, it took a lot of stuff out, which was bringing competition from other people, which is good. Absolutely. It it drives the prices down because if you don't know or if you have good health care or, you know, government health care or something, you might not uh, know that. Like, if you were paying... For for healthcare, or if you were a, a business that was like pay, like paying that that uh deductible, uh, this last year they went like up 26 percent depending on what state, and like some of these that I was looking at, I was like, wow, you were already paying two hundred, now you're gonna pay three hundred, like that's a fucking car note. So the fact that you're bringing in different companies that that'll drive the price the price down just for the simple fact that like well hey he's selling it for that I'll sell it for this right it's the competition that that brings the prices down um another thing that I liked was the fact that they took the taxes away for uh the penalty tax yeah I I didn't I didn't agree with that at all well, yeah cuz that's just just borderline socialist communist like well, okay so someone doesn't want to get insured and now they have to pay a tax get out of here i mean People should have the right to choose. So absolutely, I felt I felt it was a good little like rough draft. Um, I haven't went over it like fully because it's just you know those things are extensive, but um, but that was good. I I we'll see. I guess if it gets accepted and passed through Congress and the Senate and all that. Yeah, it's definitely a story that we'd have to keep our eyes on because uh, yeah, I'm looking at this now and and it's pretty much real fresh. But uh, I think I think that's pretty good for today. Um, uh. Anything else you got? Uh, Not really. I mean, oh, yeah, 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 actually. Um, subscribe. Do it now. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> Instagram. Oh, uh, uh, we're going to, you know, pretty soon we're going to start uh, dabbling with this uh, Facebook Live. So uh, check that out. AudioApesMusic.com slash Hanging With Apes. AudioApesMusic.com. And for all of our music fans that uh, like our podcast and like our music, we're back in the studio. Oh yeah. Um we had a session earlier this week. Should we leak the song now or No, 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 no. But uh but yeah, we got I tried. New, we got new music in the works, so there's people that are excited about that. Uh but yeah, so audioapesmusic.com, SoundCloud, Audio Apes Hanging with Apes. Remember Audio Apes is the music, Hanging with Apes is the podcast. Audioapesmusic.com is where they come together and provide you with a roadmap that you need for everything us. Peace. Peace.